All right, welcome back into the Render Podcast for our very last episode of 2022. We are finishing up our series, which is a short series, on the end of year planning things that you need to do and be looking at for your business. Now, I talked about last week that some of these things can be done um, physically and some need to be done electronically. And so last week we talked about some of the physical things that you need to be doing for your business when it comes to planning for the end of the year and planning for next year. And today we're going to talk a little bit more about the electronic side of what you need to be doing for end of year planning. So listen into today's episode all about end of year planning. Hey there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. Last week, we talked about three different sections of your business, one of them being operations, the second being sales, and the third being marketing, and how all three kind of weave in and out of each other. And we focus a lot of our time on the physical operations department and what you can be doing physically to get yourself back on track for 2023. Now, today, we're going to take a little bit of a different approach and go on the electronic side of things. This is sometimes one of my favorite things because I can really do it anytime, anywhere, whether I'm sitting in carpool for my kids to get in out of school or hopefully go back to school here soon, um, or whether I am um, sitting and get my hair done for the holidays, or maybe I'm uh, over at my parents' house and we've got some dead time and I can knock out a few things. The electronic side is just a little bit easier depending on your busyness of your lifestyle in the season compared to the physical side because you actually have to be somewhere to do it. So the electronic side um, has a lot of different things that you do for your business. And we kind of touched on this a little bit last week in that when you're physically going through your inventory and you're assuring that the quality and the quantity and the measurements and all the things that go with your inventory also show up well online. And so you can kind of do these things um, together. And so while you're looking at rental-ready condition, which we touched on last week, you also need to be looking at what it means for your software. Now, of course, you guys know that we use Good Shovel Pro. It's our favorite software for event rentals and so many other different industries that have lots of product that they send out. I know a lot of DJs that use this software and florists, but this is a really great platform to use. If you would like an extended trial, you can go to rendereducate.co backslash goodshuffle, and we'll put that in the show notes so you can go check it out. But regardless, any inventory software that you have will have the ability somehow, whether it's through a plugin or an API or something like that, to connect to your website. And if it doesn't, I seriously consider uh, looking at one that does. But the great thing about having our inventory uh, online is that you can book things on your website, you can have it populate on your website, and you can communicate really well with your 
warehouse team um, electronically as well. And so what I definitely, definitely would make sure that you are doing alongside physically inventorying everything is assuring that all of those little things are definitely on the website and on your inventory software. So things like measurements and color and size and the physical photo of that piece actually looks like it does in person and it's not a different color or anything like that. So making sure that electronically things are showing up as they should. A great thing to loop in sales here is that you can typically, depending on your software, I know Good Shuffle for sure does this, but you can have kind of like upsells that are already on your website to add on to an order. So for example, if you have a sofa that you are renting out, you can have what they call accessories that are options that can be recommended with that. So let's say you have a sofa and you want to recommend a chair, a rug, and a coffee table with it to complete a set. That's something that can populate online and then your sales team can add that uh, to the order on the sales side as well. And so looking at those things are not only going to help improve your operations in the way that things are happening, you know, in the warehouse, but it also helps your sales as well and hopefully increases that average order size for you as well. Now, when you are looking at your inventory, something that we are going through right now is understanding all of the inventory that have what we call complex inventory items with it. What that means is that you can't just physically pick it up, place it, and you can walk away and it's good. So think backdrops or maybe dining tables, things like that that need a little extra thing with it. And so most of our backdrops have a sandbag that go behind it and some have legs that we have to add to it. And some of the sofas have some unscrewable legs that we store it without legs to save the longevity of the legs. Sometimes you have lamps and you need light, uh, light bulbs and extension cord and gaff tape. So that's what a, a complex inventory item would be. So what we're doing is making sure that everything in Good Shuffle aligns with what actually needs to go on the order instead of having it, you know, in your head and thinking about what you need. So that's what we are looking at on the electronic side. Now we're going to talk business. We're going to talk positions and all that in just a minute. So don't get ahead of yourself and don't feel like I'm skipping you out on something. So we're going to get to that in a minute. Let's talk sales. So, of course, there are some physical things we can do like uh, for sales, like cards and uh, gifts and physical events and things like that to increase and uh, really give back to our sales department and the people that make our sales run uh, with the clients. But things that you can do electronically in sales is do a lot of data understanding and uh, setting up next year for success with some really great goals. I had a meeting with our uh, director of sales just a couple weeks ago, and we got to talk through what we did this last year in sales, month over month, quarter over quarter, and then what we wanted to project our goals to be for next year. We not only just put a goal out there, but we put a realistic goal, and then we put a stretch goal. A realistic goal is we think we can pretty much get this. This is uh, generally what we're expecting to bring in. Uh, that will require some effort and some um, fostering of relationships. But then we're going to see if we can push ourselves a little further and go for a stretch goal. Now, those two things are really important in your business because it's going to help you set up for success 
what we're going to talk in a minute about, about your expenses and setting those up for success. And so making sure that your sales team is aligned on what you think you can actually bring in revenue-wise and then encouraging them to reach past that into what we call a stretch goal for revenue. So sales is really important to look at those things because it really sets into motion everything else. Now let's talk marketing for a minute. Marketing is really important as well to understand what happened, why did things happen in the marketing, meaning um, your website, for example, how long were people averaging on the website and did it dip in any months? And if it did, why did it dip? Or why did it kind of go further along? Why Why is there more people spending time on the website in certain months versus others? And really doing a lot of analytical thinking when it comes to your marketing to help you set up for success for next year. So when you look at your marketing analytics and you think, okay, well, our busiest day of the year was 4th of July. Why was that? Did we run a sale? Did we do something specific? Did we post something? Then you know for next year, I'm going to really hone in on that 4th of July so that I can drive more uh, people and traffic to our website. See if you can beat some of those goals. So marketing is good to look at year over year and help you set some measurable goals for the next year. How many followers do you want? What does your engagement look like on social media? How many web pages will you have? How many visitors to your web page do you want? Things like those are really great to look at past data and analytics to help set up for success for next year. So I talked about the business, and that is incredibly important to take into this conversation, not only just the operations, not only just the sales, but also the marketing, but most importantly, the business. You have to have a good backbone for your business. And if you ignore planning to succeed and ignore end of your planning for your business, then you are setting up for failure, not success. So we talked about sales goals, right? Well, you also have to look at what your expense goals will be as well. I know that expense goals kind of sounds counterintuitive, right? You're like, should I be having a goal of what I want to spend? Like, don't I want to spend as little as possible so I can profit as much as possible? Well, yeah, that's nice and all, but you have to know that you are, one, paying taxes on all the profit that you bring in. You are also uh, perhaps going into debt if you're not tracking these things. And so make sure that you are totally aligned with what you're going to bring in sales-wise and what you're going to be spending in expense. So there's a few that are typically in stone. They're not going anywhere. That's going to be your lease or your rent. Uh, or your mortgage of wherever you're staying with your items. You've got utilities that are going to be all over the map depending on where you live and the weather conditions of where you live. You're also going to have softwares like Good Shovel Pro or Google or um, Acuity, or you're going to have so many different uh, softwares that you need to take into consideration. But then you have some other expenses that go up and down, such as the cost of goods. So are you buying new inventory or are you leasing or renting more trucks? Things like that. So you need to make sure that you're going through a, a total uh, budget sheet. I just did this actually a couple weeks ago and I did it within QuickBooks Online because that's where we do our payroll and where we do our accounting and such. 
And for the middle tier of QuickBooks Online, you also have a budgeting tool as well where you can project what your income and revenue look like along with your expenses. So I highly recommend that you get in to some sort of software. If you are a part of our Rental Biz Academy crew, you also have a budgeting sheet within that and a whole lesson on the uh, budget and how you budget and how you track those things. So if you're not a member of Rental Biz Academy, I encourage you to become one. We have so many students across many different countries, many different states. We have over 600 students, and you get a ton of really great education in there, along with a Facebook group that I'm active in, I'm answering questions, and other people are answering your questions as well. It's a really great community. I just hopped in there this morning, and it was incredible to see just the people talking with each other and such. So those are a few of the things that you need to do for planning to succeed for your business. Not only is budget a big one, and I actually recommend you spend the most time here, but you also need to look at the people on your team and the positions that you've placed them in and the responsibilities and roles that you've given them. Do they still make sense? Do they still align with your goals as a business? Ask yourself those tough questions because there might be an opportunity to switch someone around to other positions that maybe they would enjoy as well. You also want to look at, if you do have a team, what team culture looks like in the new year. Will you be doing anything different than you are right now? Will you be offering new benefits than you are right now? How do you set up your team to be of a culture that is uh, desirable to work there? In today's market, with so many people moving around in jobs, you want to make sure that yours is attractive and keeps people there longer. And so take a look at what that looks like for your team and the culture that you're putting together. All right, I hope this episode has been a helpful one in this series about end-of-year planning, the physical side, and the electronic side. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, and I hope you guys are spending some really great quality time with your families. Bye for now.